the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, we're going to talk about Senate Bill 50. And I've titled this one, Do We Even Need Cops? So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, an officer recently brought this Senate bill to my attention because his chief of police actually brought it to the attention of a lot of the officers and the department as a whole. And I think it's important for us to talk about whether you live in California or not, because as we know, states like California and New York tend to set a precedent for a lot of the country, which is definitely not a good thing. I feel like California and New York are in such unison in a way that they can essentially (laughs) act as like a sandwich, like the bread that smushes the rest of the country together on a lot of the outrageous ideas such as this one. Now, I'm going to read this, and I'll go ahead and I'll link it down below so that you can read it in its totality. But Senate Bill 50 says this bill would prohibit a police officer from stopping or detaining the operator of a motor vehicle or bicycle for a low-level infraction as defined unless a separate independent basis for a stop exists. I'm going to pause there. Now, Clint, without getting political and without becoming biased (laughs) and without reflecting the opinion of the agency that you work for, can you please tell us what you believe to be a low-level infraction? It would be anything such as a broken windshield, um, expired registration, speeding, not failing to use your turn signal, like anything. I mean, there's only one type of infraction, and it's an infraction. <laughs> like there's not a difference between a high-level infraction and a low-level infraction. So, any infraction, which is pretty much anything you're doing while driving, if you're violating some type of vehicle code law, that's an infraction. That would be, in my interpretation, would be a low-level infraction. And my first response to you is. Of course, this is bullshit, right? For many reasons, but I started to think about like, wow, so I could take my car, drive 160 miles down the road and see those red and blue lights flashing behind me, continue on like I don't see anything at all. And my excuse could be, oh, I thought you were pulling me over for my tinted windows and that's why I didn't stop. And that is, that is not far-fetched. That is an exaggeration, but that is just an example of the types of evasion that will take place or the types of increased hostility that will take place because of the introduction of a bill like this. Now let's go on. The bill would authorize a peace officer who does not have the grounds to stop a vehicle or bicycle, but can determine the identity of the owner to send a citation or warning letter to the owner. Clint, explain that. What it's saying is if you're the registered owner of the vehicle, that you would have to mail a citation to the owner of the vehicle, but pretty much that will get thrown out every time because all you'd have to say is, I'm not driving. Yeah. The whole point of pulling over an individual, the first thing that they do is they ask for your license and registration. And this is done with the intent of being able to see who the officer is dealing with, determine whether or not they're 
is anything that is outstanding with this particular civilian. And what the state is saying is they want to make it easier for all of these people that are doing illegal things who haven't been caught yet, who didn't pay their registration. And like, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible for an officer. It would, it is so impossible. I have so many things going through my mind because this is absurd. It's impossible for an officer to make any type of traffic stops period, because it's going to increase the liability for an already absurd increased liability profession. You know, it's as, as time's going along, you're seeing a shift with everything in relation to law enforcement and it's a pendulum and always goes back and forth. And in this specific instance though, it's, we're going to cross this line and it's going to be way too far. Um, because, and, and when we went out with your dad this weekend and you know, his number one complaint, he, he gets so upset over it. He sees someone's registration sticker that is out of date. He gets so frustrated at it and said, where's a cop? Like they need to pull him over. And, and I explained to him one and law enforcement in general, we rarely have time to just go out and stop people anymore. Like CHP. That's their main job is to stop people and deal with traffic accidents. But everywhere so limited on their resources. This is just throwing more kindling in the fire just to make this harder and more difficult for us to do our jobs. And it's something that limits us in a proactive capability because if I can't stop someone for an infraction where I know that there's something illegal in their car, how am I going to even stop them? You know, if I, if I stop you and I'm going to tow your vehicle, I have the right to search your vehicle for an inventory search and everything like that. If I stop you in a, in a traffic type situation, I do have the right to search your driver area to ensure there's no weapons in there that's within the arm's reach of that driver. But then, I mean, you can go further and say, well, that's a violation of my constitutional rights. And and it's not because it is written into law that we're able to do so. I was getting ready to, to give an example. And I started to think about, I was about to say, if we have Juan Melendez driving down the road, and then I'm like, well, that's that's one of those woke things that gets people canceled. And then I was like, okay, what would be an alternative to that? And it was like, okay, if you have John Smith driving down the road, mm-hmm. but like, why can I say John Smith, but not one? I, just a, a side note there. Mm-hmm. Another thing too is if you're having John Smith or Juan Melendez driving down the road and you have probable cause to pull them over because you believe that whatever the the crime is that they have committed. And then that turns out to not be John Smith or one that in and of itself will turn into additional complaints, additional liability for the officer, as we know to be true when you pull somebody over, regardless of this, the Senate bill. And, and I do want to correct you on one thing. I don't need probable cause. I need reasonable suspicion, which is a whole different level. So probable cause means I have facts saying that you have something illegal in your car. Or you broke a law. Reasonable suspicion gives me that that leeway to say I stopped you because you're hanging out in this horrible area that's known for drugs and you're just sitting in your car and you live in a way far away city and you have no reason to be here other than that. 
So do you think this Senate bill mitigates that reasonable suspicion? It takes that away. It makes you increasingly liable as an officer? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The The liability aspect, and you're seeing this further and further with uh, vehicle, pursu- vehicle pursuits. Um, imagine you go back 10, 15 years ago. How many pursuits did we see on the news on a regular basis, right? There's tons. It was just always pursuits going on. Nowadays, you see one pursuit and they stick with it and or they fall way back and the helicopter follows them off. But a lot of times now, because of liability aspects and because it becomes more of a danger to the, the, the public, I almost said a republic, but mm-hmm. uh, it's something that we terminate, I would say, over half of our pursuits that we ever have because it's dangerous. It's dangerous for the officers, it's dangerous for the driver, and it's dangerous for the community. Because if that driver is driving 100 miles an hour, we're pursuing them, and they run over a person, guess who's now liable? And well, not only that, but you know what else I'm thinking of is at the onset of the pursuit, a majority of the time, you don't know who's occupying that vehicle, right? You don't know what what color they are, what what gender they are, if there's a child in the vehicle. And a lot of those times now, it's as though once you have you know the bird in the sky and they're able to hone in on who's driving – Chances are, and not saying, I mean, depending on the area, there could be a higher possibility that they're going to be black or Hispanic. And once that's done, that increases your liability because now officers are being targeted saying that they're racially profiling and having no idea who is in that vehicle at the onset. The media goes on a craze saying that you pulled them over and you took the chase because they were, you know, black or Hispanic, which it blows my mind. That could be another second guessing theory in an officer's mind as to whether or not to pursue them at all. And guess what? All these pursuits, guess how they start? They start from a minor infraction. And I imagine that. I want to read one last part of this before we wrap this up, but it says the bill would authorize local authorities to enforce a violation of the vehicle code through government employees who are not peace officers. This section does not preclude a county, city, municipality, or any other local authority from enforcing a violation provided in this code through government employees who are not peace officers. So what they're saying is you run a license plate, you have Jane and Heather go and eventually you could have civilian employees who would need to have direct contact with the the suspect, right, going to their house potentially, and then do you think they're going to go there to this house on their own? No, absolutely not. No, they would need an officer who's going to make direct contact with that individual, anyways. Like this whole thing is bullshit, and this isn't something that oh that could never happen. Like the way that California rolls now, they pass this kind of shit, and then we don't even know about it until months after the fact. There's um, actually two cities enable. Uh, following the Senate bill as almost a trial process, which is San Francisco and Los Angeles. So we'll see how that works. Well, you know, we can always move to San Francisco and identify as a black female and a black male and get $5 million in reparations. And you can shit anywhere on the street. There you go. We hope you've gained some value out of today's episode. In all honesty, share this type of rhetoric with anybody that you know who does work in law enforcement because it is probably coming to a city near you. If you have gotten any value, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below, and as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.